0: Business can be better.
1: This is the podcast that helps businesses become even better businesses. I'm one of the co-hosts, Lane Anderson. I own a marketing company called London Road Media.
0: And I'm Kelly Ray Tamaki, founder and owner of TMH Business Coaching and Consulting.
1: Welcome back. This is episode 14, and uh, my name is Lane. This is Kelly Ray. Hi. And we are the co-hosts of this podcast, and we're here to chat about how to systemize your business.
0: This isn't going to (laughs) work. I won't be eating this.
1: Um, And all of you who know us and have been watching will be very surprised to learn that I suggested this topic. (laughs) Because Kelly Ray's like, what is it, my birthday?
0: Yeah, I was like, woohoo. And then I thought, oh no, an ambush. (laughs) (laughs) It's all set up. (laughs) So, it's systemize your business. How to systemize? How to
1: systemize. How to actually do it. Not you should. We'll just assume that everyone's at that stage that you should. How to actually do (laughs) it. If you're
0: not smart enough to systemize your business, log off now.
1: (laughs) Come back another time when you're ready. We're here to help. But what's new with you, Kaleri?
0: Oh, so many things. Usually my life is so boring. Oh, you have so much but to share. But this I'm okay. like, ooh.
1: I'll step back and let you share.
0: This is going to be the Kelly Ray show today. Just kidding. So last Thursday we had the Business of the Year Awards. Mm-hmm. Lots of our clients won, which was so amazing for us. Um, even more amazing we won an award ourselves uh, the business Eth- ethics award mm-hmm. which was really cool because
1: congratulations yeah
0: thank you so much and then that was very quickly overshadowed by my husband he had a professional MMA fight you were there mm-hmm. it was for me very horrifying because usually it ends <laughs> a lot quicker than it did but it was like went the full time and he won uh a belt it's mm-hmm. like got jewels all over it oh, i didn't and get so to want look a title. at it one of the diamonds already fell off oh I was i'm gonna, gonna i'm gonna glue it i back was on meant to him.
1: take selfies with it oh you can come over happen. do that anytime okay <laughs> throw it over my shoulder mm-hmm.
0: but anyways i i forgot about those two amazing things uh because this morning um oh, i don't know about this one mm, it was so crazy and i think i was trying to think all day of what this can teach me and i think it's just I really, really need to be more present with the people in my life that I care about because I got a a message on Facebook Messenger from this girl that I don't know very well. And she was asking about one of my best friends if I had talked to her or seen her. It's like early in the morning. And I'm like, why are you? No, (laughs) we don't have sleepovers. We're, We're older than that. But anyway, she said, well, she didn't show up for work this morning and she's never missed work. And if you know this girl, she's never missed anything. She's like earlier on time for everything she's like doing her master's she teaches she's also works at the hospital and and she's an amazing friend girlfriend um team member and just always shows up to everything so we were just freaked out immediately and, Hmm. and we tried her house nobody was there We went to the gyms where she was. I sent her boyfriend over there. He was about to break down the door. (laughs) And then I accidentally went to her old house, and I was about to break down that door. Well, who are we kidding? I would just knock on it. (laughs) But I could see through the window. I was like, wait a second. There's an electric guitar and a bunch of man boots. And I was like, no this is oh shoot this is her old house so luckily i didn't wake those people up and then her boyfriend got to her house and usually this door she always keeps it locked so he figured he was gonna have to break it down mm-hmm. but it was unlocked wow so she was sleeping that's it she the was police sleeping. had been called by the way i wow. forgot that part yeah so it was crazy and she was so embarrassed don't worry i won't say your name <laughs> you know who you are don't ever do that again but yeah she's <laughs> never she's, ever, she's <laughs> never done that before in her entire life wow and so she, must have she needed it that's what I said. You know, maybe like give yourself some more time to rest or whatever. But, anyways, she's fine. And I cried on the way over to the West Side looking for her. So I realized, man, I haven't spent enough time with her. I haven't oh, told no. her how much she means to me. <laughs> oh, I think I can say this without giving away who it is. You met her. Okay. <laughs> now you know. <laughs> no, I don't. Oh, good. I okay. Don't know. I mean, She'll never I watch this, it. anyways. It's fine. Okay. But when we make it big, we might have to edit that part out. Okay.
1: okay. <laughs> we'll come back and edit our year old episode. Okay what's new with you what's new um i don't know like i went to a fight for the first time because i went to your husband's fight what did that you it was think? Fun. You looked like it was, her, like, it you was fun a good video yeah the video worked thank out. you it was fun it was a good cool thing to watch good yeah i'm not about to start training to start fighting no or anything, i but... i wouldn't after that either
0: <laughs> no nope. in fact usually when people say oh my gosh how do you let your husband fight i'm like yeah. he loves it it's great but after that, I was like, Tim, I think I need you to quit. He's like, nope. <laughs> not like, okay, happening. well, let's we'll go with the flow then. Nice. Yeah.
1: Yeah, no, not much new with us. I had another, we have our newest employee. Well, I guess she was here last week too, so.
0: I didn't meet her, did I? Um, No. Don't
1: What's her name? don't think you
0: have. Kirsten.
1: So she'll be, she's working with us and that's been fun. So we've grown and this little Again? office is starting to not fit everyone. I can't hire very many more people, so i need a bigger place (laughs) i just moved in here a year ago and i was
0: asking on the way in too you haven't had any turnover really no like you how many employees do you have now
1: um five employees five plus me
0: i just did it (laughs) she did it She no
1: yeah you should ask a a question that requires more of an answer than (laughs) how many employees do you
0: have (laughs) jolson's not gonna judge me and we know she's our only fan I love you, you gotta Josh. Gotta fit those bites in. Where you can. <laughs> okay. All right, let's get down to it.
1: Okay, how to systemize your business? So you talk about it a lot about creating systems, create processes for everything. But what is that? I don't know. When we started talking about, it, and I learned that a lot, hear it from you a lot. So I had to think about a lot more and where I need to use them. Hmm. But what does it actually look like? Like, how do you create a process? What does a finished process look like? How do you use it? Where does it go? What form does it take? Whoa, whoa, whoa!
0: <laughs> well, let's start. What was the first question?
1: How do you, how do you make it?
0: How do you make a system?
1: Yeah. So, so let's say we're gonna, what would be a good example that we could use throughout today for a system? Maybe, uh. I
0: like sales processes. Cause okay. If we can help people increase their conversion rate, it'll make a big difference for that. Okay.
1: So what's the process? How do you go about building that process? Like what f- actual form does it take? So, I mean, I think you can think about in your head what the process is, but that's that's the point is it needs to get out of your head. So where does it go?
0: Yeah, so I think sometimes companies create, like, procedure manuals and they'll, like, right. hire it out to a third party just to get it done and then okay. put it on the shelf. That's how you don't do it. Like, don't do that. There's don't no point the in shelf. doing that. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, and don't get someone else to do it who has no idea what you're doing. Right. If you want to use someone to help you, like, type them up or whatever, fine. But really what you have to do is look at, let's say there's um, – A piece of a path or a piece of the customer experience that you want to improve upon okay so like when somebody calls in how they get treated what their options are like Mm -hmm. what your staff says to them Mm -hmm. and then where that information gets entered into the computer and how it gets followed up on all those are processes or procedures or a system yeah and so for me I just think when I go into a business no, I don't know if I'm answering the question right, but for me systems are created when I see that a part of part of your business isn't working right. Mm-hmm. So you either need to change the procedure or improve the procedure or just make sure that it's actually happening. Yeah. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah. And so like when I was sharing this the link to this live on LinkedIn I said that I'm and I think this is true for a lot of new or first-time business owners I'm the business owner that didn't think about this until I need it like we're trying to scale and I need other people to do the jobs that have previously been my job yeah and when it's my job it's fine because it's in my head and I, I know what I need to do but when you need someone else to do that job you need processes and that really unlocks the ability to grow and scale is having those built. So I'm a first time, I mean, I've owned a lot of businesses, but they're all kind of ideas that never took off. So it was my first successful business that I've owned. And so as a first time business owner, I didn't have any of that in place. And I think probably if I was to do another business and other experienced entrepreneurs, probably build a lot of processes from day one. Like the first time they do it, they build a process for it so that it's there for future growth. But what does that like, what does it actually look like? Is Are we talking about, like, this is a checklist that's in a Word document? Like, what is a process look well, like?
0: It's up to you, um, and that's a really good point. If you're looking to grow your company, you can't do it without systems, no, procedures, or processes. Not. So yeah. especially if you're going from self-employed to having a team, yes. The way that you do things, and you don't even think about it probably because especially if they're like you, you're good at something. So you Mm started a company around it. You're like, hey, this is going really well. You actually have to start to, and my brain works like this automatically after so many years of doing this, but you have to slow down and think, how did I get that customer to sign on? Mm -hmm. Or how did I generate that lead? Or how did I close that deal and write it out or make a video about it? A lot of my clients are opting to use videos now for procedures. Okay. Um, And we're not going to get into the learning style thing (laughs) because I heard that Lane found some research that disputed um, the validity of the learning style (laughs) approach. But a a lot of people say they don't like reading. And I I think that's got to be true. Because for me, I learn by reading and writing. So I send a ton of emails and I like to write procedures out, but some people don't learn that way. So with a lot of our clients who have younger employees who want you know more what's the word i want to say devourable but that is not it like (laughs) so they can they can absorb it better yeah easier to digest i guess yeah yep Um, digestible we just make a a quick video so they'll be like step one clean this step two put this in here step Mm -hmm. four put it in the bag step five throw it in the garbage like and some people think well that's so stupid that's so simple they should know that but you can't say right. that when you're trying... Don't like assume that. You're yeah. creating the procedures and the systems for somebody. The whole point of this is that you want to make your business as systemized as possible so that, A, you can plunk other people into those roles. Like, it should yep. be so good that you could pretty much put a temp into the role. Mm-hmm. A lot of jobs will require a certain amount of experience, right? But it should be so good that you can plunk anybody into that role um, not only to help you grow but to mitigate risk because if you've got a team of five and each of the five is really good at one thing but their procedures aren't written out anywhere Mm -hmm. or they're not on video like those loom videos are such great examples of procedures yeah Um, and then one of them quits or gets sick or God forbid gets in a car accident and dies like that happens you have Uh, you're in big trouble i
1: I made a process for your employee yesterday (laughs) because it was like every time you run a new course these are all the things you need to do and so i wrote them down for a checklist because i was like okay what are all the things because they're like kind of in my head but i need to like get them down so i actually know they're all there and then i made a loom video and walked her through all of them and then sent it to her in an email with the video and a text literal like checklist of step one two awesome. three four five one two three four five, so
0: you know what she said and then, about that?
1: And then we realized we missed two steps, so she's gonna have
0: to add. Oh, Lane! <laughs> oh, it's gonna give you a huge compliment. I know. I went into her office and I'm like, "What are all these things on my calendar?" And she's like, "Oh, it's so that you know when to do the post or to, etc. Because mm-hmm. there's a new course starting in November." And um, I said, oh, okay. She said, I had to change a whole bunch of stuff in Thinkific," And I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. And she's like, oh, no, don't worry. It was very simple. Lane (laughs) told (coughs) me to. She said, Lane made me this great procedure with a video and step-by-step.
1: Yeah. I had someone come do a quote on getting cleaning done at our office now because we do it ourselves on the weekends, my wife or I, usually my wife. Um, But I had someone come give a quote, and I was very reassured that she's obviously a very process-driven person because she was explaining I will make a checklist and i have all these great cleaners but i'm going to come and clean this office with them and go through the checklist of you know you have to do all of these items before you can say it's done and i'm going to do it with them week after week until it's flawlessly executed i want to know who this is i will tell you later oh i'm so (laughs) but i'm so um, glad you
0: found that person yeah yeah i want to find that person
1: i have a lot of assurance that they have done that very well Which is good. So that's something we've been figuring out for ourselves. When I was at um, that conference recently in New York, someone was telling us about how they do processes. And this is more, this is marketing specific. So he's talking about how to set up Facebook ads or something like that, a specific um, activity they would do. So he would just walk through it the first time using a Loom video or something like that. And he would just walk through the process of how he does it so that he doesn't have to try and think and put it on paper Mm -hmm. or anything, he'll just walk through it. And then he'll even use a certain trigger kind of keywords. Like if you, um, I don't know, he'd say like, if you look here, he'll use words like that. And then, um, and then he'll send that video. He was using virtual assistants. He would just send them this video and he would have them turn it into a text and visual process and he would he would tell them that when he says things like if you look here that's a cue for Mm -hmm. take a screenshot of that piece put it in the document And so basically he can just shoot someone a video they turn it into his system for
0: better for different learning styles Yeah, I guess, because I (laughs) I don't know if the video
1: ever (laughs) existed uh, after that. It was basically just how you could get someone else to make the process. Because like you said, you don't want someone who doesn't understand your business coming in doing processes. But if you were literally sending them your video walkthrough of how it's done, then they're really just uh, turning your information into a different form, and they might be able to do that effectively.
0: And I do know an admin contractor who went in to help a couple of my clients mm-hmm. and was able to take dictation or watch procedures yeah. and type them up for them. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just, it takes a certain personality because like I said earlier, if you're making procedures and they just go on a binder on the shelf, you're wasting your time and your money. Yeah. You you need to make them so that, I guess the biggest thing is so that you don't have to be in more than one place at once, you know? Like if, if somebody can't do something well, either the procedure's not clear or mm-hmm. they weren't trained properly or they need to go because they're not capable. Yeah. So I think a bare minimum of being a good leader is to have procedures for everybody. Like if somebody screws something up, the first question you should ask yourself is what could I have done better and do I have a good procedure for them for that? Mm-hmm. Cuz if you don't, it's not their fault.
1: So where do you start in building a procedures oh, with that's a business a great like this? <laughs> so I am start starting strategic objectives. Okay.
0: okay. I actually had notes and I forgot about them. So strategic objectives, we talked about that, you know, a couple times, but all that means is your overarching big business goals. Okay. So how I come up with those with my clients is I start with their personal goals. And usually it takes people a while to come up with these because they're like scared to dream nowadays. Have you ever experienced that? It's like no, hmm. really. Like, what if you could have anything from this business? Like, what would it give you? Right. And so, if they come up with three or four things, or even two or one thing, you just say, okay. Now, what do we need to do with the business to afford you that freedom, or to give you that money, or to let you do that passion project? So then we come up with probably like a revenue goal, a profit goal, and in lots of cases actually a hiring goal. Mm-hmm. Like some people like to put that as one of their strategic objectives. So from there, those things just have to be like in mind okay. as you create your procedures and your systems and everything, because. Creating every single procedure in your business, like now, today, would take you forever. And they're always evolving. So I always say review your strategic objectives to figure out your priority ones. Okay. So like if you're not hitting your sales goals, you want to look at from the first contact or even before that. Look at your advertising and marketing. How many leads are you getting? Mm -hmm. Then look at how many of those leads convert. And if you're not getting enough leads or your conversion rate of leads is too low, which Mm -hmm. just means not 100 percent of leads turn into clients mm-hmm. you know if you're at 50 percent of leads turn into clients yeah, or yeah. then then look at that procedure and see what's happening and a, and a lot of times it doesn't even have to be you actually <coughs> who is the mastermind behind the procedure in an organization i work with in calgary one sales guy like we just found this today, it was like mind-blowing, 83% conversion rate, and the rest are all in the 30s. I'm wow. like, get that man what in here. What magical put recipe him does he camera. have? camera, yeah. you know? And unfortunately, we found out he wasn't tracking uh, the ones that didn't convert properly. Well, that would be why. <laughs> <laughs> they were being put in the computer. But um, in, in a, in a made-up example where right. that man was tracking properly, we would have him tell us yeah. what his procedure was. Because he's obviously doing something better than the rest of us you know
1: would it be fair to say a good place to, be, to start would be to look at your pain points too because that might be a good place to start for other people for us i have to turn down work because we're not able to take it on and so it wouldn't be let's work on conversions or leads follow-up or any of that it would be more like what can we do to be able to take on the work that is being offered to us so right now that's what we're working on like I said I'm just we're just starting to build processes around all this stuff and so one of the first ones that we did or is not even quite finished yet is doing uh, a process for onboarding to ActiveCampaign. Awesome. So we're going to be putting a lot of people and already have put a lot of people onto that CRM because we're an ActiveCampaign partner we use it often and so my new employee I'm kind of mentoring her and training her to be our active campaign wizard and i want someone to be more knowledgeable than me in that and be our active campaign awesome person so the very first client that we onboarded into active campaign i just said like write in a document every step of what we do because i'm going to walk through it with you and i'm going to we're going to kind of work through what's involved in getting someone Onto this software, so just make a note. Every time we do something, what is it we do? So step one, create them a free trial account so we can play around in it. Step two, like we just made every every step. In a document, and that's as far as we got right now, which ended up being about a three-page document. Because it's like, okay, we need to figure out um, what what custom fields they need and what tags we're gonna need, and then you realize, well, like maybe that needs to be a standardized form that we ask them or fill out with them that goes at the beginning, like an intake interview, and so we get start figuring out all the pieces that need to be there, rather than kind of winging it every time we do this. <laughs> and yeah. now we're gonna actually formalize this and turn it into something that has flow charts and checklists and standard forms that we use and stuff. But that's kind of there's an opportunity here because it's a job that I'm currently doing semi efficiently and I want someone else to be better at it than I am, so let's just make a process and help them succeed at this. So that's kind of where we decided where to start, I guess.
0: Yeah, and I think in a lot of cases pain points would match up with them achieving their strategic objectives because if they weren't achieving the goals they set out to achieve, they would be feeling pain. Mm-hmm. Not in all cases, but I think those kind right. of would coincide sometimes. One thing I wanted to mention quick before we moved on is just, I'm sure there's not these kind of videos in um, active campaign, or you would know about them. Mm-hmm. But in a lot of software, um, even like you were talking about the Facebook ads um free course yeah blueprint yeah so um a lot of people i think do some work they don't have to sometimes because a lot of software that you buy right especially if you have a monthly subscription they have help videos that's true yeah so there's there's sometimes so procedures out there yeah. already created that you can use
1: um i we active campaign has that they're really good at that and they even have like an onboarding um boilerplate kind of process oh, that you could use um, one of the first things i did with this new employee was ran her through all of the courses that Active Campaign offers because they do awesome. a lot of training stuff and then we had a look at the onboarding sequence thing and um, I don't know just in both cases they're trying to be extremely comprehensive and so there's a lot of stuff that's just inefficient mm, in that yeah. so like the training videos I wouldn't want every employee to go them. through that like we could cut a lot of stuff that is almost never used or that I is not the, our best practices that we've come up with and then same with the onboarding sequence it's just like it didn't logically make sense to yeah, me a, the way we do it's things. that's a great point,
0: because so. if you just get lazy and you just say, go watch mm-hmm. these videos, y- your staff won't learn the ones that you really want them to learn because they'll yeah. be overwhelmed. I think we should clarify something, though. Um, procedure, process, that's an interchangeable word, but for me, a system is like a set of procedures or processes. Yeah. It's like your sales system would be like the lead handling process, the conversion process, the data entry process, okay. you know, like it's a bunch of different processes all or procedures combined. all together. Okay. And you, you're right, it can take the form of a checklist. Like a simple example would be like, if you're closing the shop, right. here's the checklist, the yeah. end of the end night of checklist, close up shop. or yeah. the open checklist. Yeah. Um, or even like a new customer intake form. Mm-hmm. It could be a form, it could be a checklist, it could be a video, it could be written out, a step-by-step procedure. Yeah. And then the most important part, and I think the part that's neglected, most often is systemizing the procedure or the process so that just means making sure that it actually happens every time that it's supposed to happen yeah yeah and so a big part of that is my favorite tool in the tool belt the calendar the calendar (laughs) um or schedule you know like if one of your employees has a normal weekly schedule it has to be in there every week or it has to be or like sometimes people will use a checklist for a system. So the sales system would be a checklist and they the first thing on the checklist is the lead conversion procedure. Mm-hmm. So they check that off after they do that procedure. Right. They check this off after they do that procedure.
1: Cool.
0: And then automation. Yes. So much can be done with automation, right? Right. Things that a lot of people are probably doing on their own. Maybe I don't know if you thought about this before, but there might be some things like active campaign, for example. Yeah. You could recommend to people. Oh, am I stealing your quick tip? No. Okay. Thought I figured it out. <laughs> I'm trying to peek at Go your boards. notes. No. So yeah. Maybe, can you speak on some of those? Cause some things can be automated or systemized. Oh yeah. That we don't have to actually do it. Yeah. Like especially.
1: It. So this other client that was our first one that we onboarded with my new employee, we had him in the past on HubSpot, a different software. And it was just um, all the automation stuff wasn't available to us because we weren't on the premium premium subscription because it's way too expensive over there. And that's a big reason why we put them on active campaign. So the automation wasn't really there. So that was something we were able to do in active campaign and on HubSpot. The best part of using these CRMs is, is that you can track the financials too, like all the deals. So when, when you have a lead and you send them a quote or proposal or however your business works um, and then you, see how often they close and you know who has an open deal and who's closed yeah with can active campaign there? sorry no not proposals but oh. when you send them you can log that they've been sent right okay so um with HubSpot you can do that as well but it would require a lot of manual work for him and he's not someone who's into using software <laughs> that much and so f- to try to train him as kind of the sales manager type person on how to do that. Like go in here, create this deal, assign it to this person. Like there's just so many steps involved that when we moved to active campaign, we distilled it down to just two actions and then let automation take care of everything else. Mm-hmm. So it's like when someone fills out the quote form, we already have it make the deal in the back end. We already know what product it's for. We already know where they're from, all their contact information. So then when he sends the quote, I've told them all you have to do is go in here, add this tag that says the quote has been sent and then just update the value of how much this product is because it changes every time. So those are the two things you have to do. And then in the back end, it automatically changes their deal stage because now they're not just like a new lead. Now they're an in progress lead. Now they're not um, waiting for a quote. Now they received a quote, like everything in the back end happens automatically. And all of that is he like within three days of using it, there was already like 12 deals that he'd made and updated in the back end. I'm like, yes, you're using it because we distilled it down to just two actions and let automation Mm. take care of the rest. So,
0: you know, I think there's probably a huge opportunity for a lot of people out there who are using like legacy software. Like there's so many businesses I could think of right now that if they've been around for a long time, they've been using a certain software for a long time. And it's like the industry specific Mm -hmm. software. And so they're like, no, no, it's the best in the industry. But they haven't changed with the times they're not keeping up and changing software before we talk any more about active campaign though what does it mean to be an active campaign partner because people keep asking me oh are do you have a stake in lane's company like every time i listen to your podcast i want to oh. buy <laughs> i want to buy stuff from lane i'm like no i just think he's great but so what does it say, mean to be a partner yeah
1: we just sign up to be um a a partner agency so there's like an application process and then you're approved to be a partner which means that i can manage so we have you're on active campaign we have other clients on active campaign we manage your account in the back end so like if you were to call in support and be like hey can you extend my trial and all that stuff we manage that like i your account goes under me so i become your kind of account manager within active campaign um it also means that i get to set the pricing so oh like i mean within margin like they give us we don't have enough clients for it to be like super discounted but we get like a discounted rate other it's also called a reseller because some people will do that and then just like mark it up to the normal price and then okay. like take the margin and we just give like the discounted price because I'm not trying oh, to make nice. money off of active campaign um, but it just allows us to work on it in the back end
0: I just wanted and, you to share that because I had a feeling yeah. it was something like that but when we talk about stuff on this podcast we will never be no it's making it's money on it the best thing to use yeah, exactly. it's not because we I just to kind of wanted to put that out there let let's, let's look at the comments me that oh
1: because Austin says she'd argue suggests that the first step to someone creating processes will be to write down step by step all the daily and mundane tasks that you already know and do well. That way you can delegate to someone else. So the boss's time can be spent on the creative and expertise and more in-depth pain points procedures. So that's, that's kind of why we started where we did was like, what's something I'm doing that's mm-hmm. not really... It doesn't require all my creativity and years of marketing knowledge to do. It's just like, it's just a task that has yeah. to be done that's occupying my time. So let's make a process, let an employee take care of it, yeah. and let me focus on more high-level creative type yeah,
0: things. Yeah, I like that so. a lot. Thank you. Our, yeah. our biggest fan. <laughs> Super fan. Most beautiful fan as well. Yeah. <laughs> um, but also something else came into my brain when we were talking about that. Um, sometimes people outside your organization have already created really great systems like... Mm -hmm. the lady who you were talking about contracting your cleaning to right so uh, um somebody came to mind for me a lot of my clients have a lot of challenge with hiring especially in like Mm -hmm. administrative positions when hundreds of people apply for the job oh yeah so i as a for the last probably four years as a rule will never hire myself i always sub it out to someone who I know their process is absolutely amazing.
1: Their hiring process? Yeah. Okay, so you're using like HR consulting sort of yeah. thing? Or, yeah.
0: And um, that was something in the beginning I was kind of like trying to hang on to because I'm like, well, I'm a business consultant. I should know how to hire. But you know what? When I, when I like really, really focus on leadership, marketing and financials, mm-hmm. hiring is not something that I'm going to spend, you know, another five years trying to become an expert in. It saved them so much time sifting yeah. through resumes interviewing people who would be a waste of yeah. interview time you know um, for both parties the applicant yeah, and the. Yeah. so that was something that i thought you know what we've especially in some of the businesses where they're growing so fast, they need to hire like 10, 12 people a year. Yeah, The amount of time spent on posting the ads, sifting through resumes, where we're kind of mediocre at the procedure, Right. this person just takes care of it all. It's a set fee. And yeah, so I think look for those opportunities too, hmm. because kind of like the cleaning thing, is it is it really worth, especially if it's going to decrease engagement, you know, mm-hmm. like if a staff member doesn't want to clean. Oh yeah. And for I, sure. I like how you guys never did have your staff clean, no.
1: You know? I <laughs> I still even when we have Practicum students and interns and stuff, I'm still the one like making coffee in the morning. I'm like, I'm like not that. asking my intern to make me coffee. I can make my own coffee.
0: Yeah, <laughs> but, but I mean, like tasks like that, that an outside person yeah. has a system for, they're known for their system. That's how they make yeah. their money. Like, why not just let them in some cases? Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. I had some notes here. I just want to make sure okay. I don't forget anything. Jump in the
1: note. With the hiring one, I feel like I'd really want to still have
0: you have so much a control few, you do
1: 3 or 5 final people to pick from or something cuz yeah. cult like to me and any business who's taking business ownership seriously or wanting to be a better business takes culture so seriously and i like i feel like that's a hard thing to extract from my brain and to put into this consultant's brain as far as like what is our culture in a way that they're going to be a perfect fit cuz you know like Gary V said this when you get to like as a marketing agency, you can get to maybe, I don't know, you can get to maybe 50 employees and you're, you're a marketing agency. But when you get up like a hundred employees, 200 employees, and you're getting up into like really, really large agency type stuff, you're basically an HR company. Like you, you buy skill from people and sell it to clients. Like you're basically an HR company. And so that, just emphasizes even more like you just have to have the right people that's Mm -hmm. what it's all about like that's all there is to it is having the right people culture wise and making sure that everyone can work well together and i can't remember the name
0: of this book but you'd really love it but um I'll remember it and tell it to you. Maybe we could post it on here. But um, there was a book that I really loved, and it kind of encompassed all the best practices that we implemented. But no matter how great we made our procedure, because we weren't experts at it, this person really, this company does really figure out the culture. That's the most important part. But also, you are the one that decides. Mm -hmm. They just present the best candidates. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. But yeah, there's, and the other thing is too, like sometimes I disagree with part of this person's process, which is really interesting, right? So in my opinion, we need to do a working interview. I think mm-hmm. that's so important to see the person doing the task you're hiring them to do. Mm-hmm. They disagree. So, you know, there's all sorts of things yeah. when it's not you doing your system in house. Sometimes you have I to be can like, imagine people I respectfully would, disagree.
1: People would have a hard time with that because it yeah. feels like you're asking so much
0: For from me, the For me, it's just like but. so many hires, and so many hours spent on a on a, an activity that wasn't the most valuable or the most important activity for my clients mm-hmm. and myself. And then, you know, I hired somebody once because I liked her, mm-hmm. you know, because I felt like I knew her, we go back, you know, be nice. Yeah. But that was not right for me or that person. So anyways, that's the last time I hired. Um, <laughs> okay. Manuals. Okay, so a lot of people, I don't think they understand what manuals are. So one, two points. One, the whole point of business coaching, in my opinion, is to find what really works in a business and systemize it. Okay. And find what doesn't work and stop doing it. That's okay. pretty much all I do. So manuals, I talk about manuals all the time. The big three things that I do with clients are financials, marketing, and manuals. So the manuals, they might just sound like, oh, this little binder you put together and put on the shelf, but that's like your operations, that's your whole, and this is where we're talking about the checklists or the step-by-step procedures mm-hmm. or the videos. And it can be on, you know, on a drive or online, or it can be in a binder paper, but it should have their, you know, the company mission, yeah, vision, culture statements. And then mm-hmm. it should have the person's job description. And of course, key performance indicators, the most important measurable goals in their job description. Then it should have a procedure for every part of their job how to do that job. Mm-hmm. And if you have that manual done really well, and of course policies that apply to all the staff, then you just give that to new people. Mm-hmm. And they get to read it all before they start. And then yeah. when they start, they can reference back and check, oh yeah, how do yeah. I do this again? They have yeah. a much.
1: I feel like that sounds so overwhelming to businesses yeah. like in my position where Like, that is something I want to work towards. But to think of being able to create a process for every part of every person's job.
0: Within reason. Is
1: like, sounds enormous. (laughs) It
0: is. And so most people are like, really, Kelly Ray? Like, do you want me to create a going to the bathroom procedure? And I'm like, stop just short of that. You can start with one procedure in your binders. Just get the binders. Because I find it moves you a lot faster.
1: In my interest of starting to build processes, Mm. I I really like using apps and software to do things. Mm -hmm. So I found something called Lucidchart. And I feel like it works well. Honestly, just using like Google Slides would do it pretty close, but this just makes it a little simpler because there's drag and drop shapes. But the first one I did as just a play around to see how this works is answering the office phone. Oh, good. So I'm like, what does a process look like for answering an office phone? So this is how we built a process, which is literally like the phone rings. We say, hello, Lennaro Media, this is whoever. Are they a client or lead in progress? If they're, if they're not, then we have to figure out if they're a micro-business, which is what I call someone smaller in a small business, which is not someone we usually take on as sort of a retainer base. Um, so if they are yes, we have a lead qualifying form to send them to this actually when we save this as a pdf actually you click it and we'll take you directly to that form so that they can fill it out if they are not a micro business as in they are larger than that then let's book a meeting Uh, we'll take the time they don't need to fill out this lead qualifying form that would probably be annoying to them let's sit down and actually talk Um, so in that case i have book a meeting if you click that it goes directly to the calendly link that allows Mm. you to book a meeting with me so both of those are automated so um are they a client uh, client or lead in progress if yes is their account manager available transferred to them if no are they wanting to meet if no take a message if yes book a meeting so we've made a so process good. for answering the this phone is so good um so I that was it. our first one as far as just seeing what it looks like to build a process and this is definitely like the lowest level or most detailed mundane type of task you would ever want to do this for but it's kind of as a creative exercise for us
0: go back for a sec what if people don't do that because i think people don't get present to the damage you can cause if you don't have procedures so
1: that is the problem is is only recently did we take our business phone number out of my cell phone because i had two lines coming into my mobile and put it Onto a landline in the Finally, office. Finally, good for you. So that was like a couple of weeks ago. So the old 1920s looking phone downstairs is our actual landline, um, which means that other people are answering the phone. And all of a sudden I realized I had this problem that my employees don't have all the context I have as far as how, how do we talk to these people. So when someone calls, I kind of have a lot of information I know I need to get. Um, just some impressions I need to get whether is this someone I need to sit down and have a meeting with because they're a legitimate lead that I want to spend time with Mm -hmm. or is it someone just like tire kicking or they're just too small that they don't they don't realize that they're not in the territory of being a potential client or what like just getting understanding of who those people are so that so that we can take them down the right path. Do we let them fill out the qualifying form to see if they are right for us or do we just go straight to book a meeting? So
0: if they don't use this, you could end up spending your time meeting with people who don't even actually qualify as possible clients.
1: So the first thing we did when we put the phone in was I just made a a Calendly link so that Mm -hmm. others could book with me so that Alex or whoever answers the phone knows when my availability is, can actually put something in my calendar for me. So that was the first thing we did. But then I saw an event pop into my calendar with someone and I'm like, who's this person? Then I look into it and I'm like, I don't wanna meet with them. Like I don't have time to meet with people who I already know are not gonna be a client. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we had to create processes where it's like, okay, there's some information you need to extract from them. Not so directly, like, how big is your business? Like, <laughs> I don't want to ask those questions, but you need to start forming some impressions so that we know what to do with this call. So we did build this, and and it's useful for that.
0: Mm, okay, so this is a really, really, really great example because a lot of people would think, oh my gosh, I'm not making a procedure for how to answer the phone. But so many times, this first step right there... Right here? Mm-hmm, for So for me, if somebody doesn't sound incredibly like energetic and welcoming, that would be a problem for me because... That's my brand. That's how I want my clients to feel. I want people Mm -hmm. to feel like, we're so glad you called. How can we help you, sort of thing? Yeah. So I might even make that more detailed. But the thing is, you'll know if it works if you're getting the results you want. Right. So if this works, which it sounds awesome, especially I love how you can click things and it takes you right to the other thing. Yeah. but if, for example, you're noticing that your lead conversion is lower than you than it should be, right. like, for example, if you handled the leads, you know it would be higher, mm-hmm. then I would go back and say, maybe we need to be more detailed in one of these areas, or they're not following it, right? or they're asking, are you a micro-business? <laughs> they're not understanding that. They're just like, so, you know, like, how do they do that? Yeah, tell
1: me about your business. How long have you been in business? Okay. What, what do you do? Like, just get some ideas right like I think I offended someone last week that reached out by email and they just they do metal work and it's beautiful work and they cut out these things and they sell them at Christmas shows and craft fairs and they like do all this stuff and they sent a message wanting to meet and I was just like I I actually advise you don't work with a marketing company like you're too too small and I didn't say I didn't even say that but I just I think the way i phrased it was like you need to be we kind of mostly work with um more established mature businesses that and it's not because, like, we don't want to work with you. It's because the cost of having an agency, you're not going to be able to get the return out of it. Like, it, you're just not big enough to be able to see the return. So you anyways. can't
0: systemize a business if you're self-employed. Mm-hmm. You can automate some of it, but you, you can't create systems and have other people perform procedures if you have no staff.
1: Yeah. So that was a case where their response back was like very curt and oh, i don't I'm think sorry, they <laughs> enjoyed mad. it but anyways that it's about making sure that you can you can get to this stage of what kind of a business are they without you know um, uh, upsetting anyone we d- started doing some larger ones so like th- this is the active campaign one that's this is barely a draft but we're starting to build it out so if we're looking at pro <laughs> obviously barely a draft um but just begin onboarding we want to book a meeting we're going to complete a form we can link this to book the meeting link we can link this to the form they need to fill out so this is going to be like what tags do you need to use and what custom fields do you need to use and we're going to build this out as a complete um, process is this free i am currently on the free plan but i will very quickly run out of what i can do on free so i will be we'll be upgrading and then we can get a team one and i can get Everyone else on my team, um, they can access it. They can have their own login, and I can share specific ones with them. And then they can create little folders and have whichever ones in there we want. We have ones that are complete, ones that are drafts. Um, Yeah, there's lots we can do. Or they could create their own and share with us. In fact, you can do, like, there's all these other shapes, too. There's, you can even design. Mm, Very cool. um, What did they have?
0: I just want to reiterate, though, to people that Loom is free. And that's free. been very helpful for, for us because you can record what you're doing on the screen as well as your voice or even a little picture of yourself in the corner or a video.
1: Yeah. So that has been a fun discovery as just starting to draw it out. So
0: awesome. The best part about this, well, not the best part, but I'd say probably the most important part mm-hmm. after creating them is reinforcing them or making sure that they happen, okay. So systemizing them. So how how, and this this just came up today with a client and um, one of the most important things I think when it's non like when you do your online marketing and people click, there's so much information on where they came from, you can track which website or which like platform they saw it on, you know, when they clicked, what they all that sort of stuff. But when people just walk in off the street and say, I want to buy something from your store we have to ask, how did you hear about us? Where else did you see or hear about us, right? And to me, that's one of the most important processes in a business because when we go to calculate marketing effectiveness, um, cost per customer, cost per lead, conversion rate, and return on investment, we have no idea of any of those numbers. So in my opinion, you have no idea of the effectiveness of any of your marketing unless you're asking that. And I found out today that one of my most amazing clients, they're not doing that. Oh, no. And so I said, what happened? Like, why aren't they doing it? And she's like, I don't know. They just don't do it. And so that happens a lot. And it's really if you're in a business where you're still the manager, the general manager, the operations manager, you haven't hired someone to take that on yet. I think it's a really disheartening truth that you just have to get over but while you're Mm -hmm. running the business part of a job of a manager or a leader is to remind people to do their jobs it's so annoying but you have to do it yeah because these procedures if you implement them put them even on here or in a binder or whatever and then Mm -hmm. they're never used it's such a waste of time right and your sales suffer your conversion suffers all of that yeah so mostly i would say like a lot of stuff can be put in the calendar like do this once a week or do this every day when you open the Mm -hmm. store or do this at night when you close the shop or that's what
1: we've done with like you use calendar we use asana because asana you can still assign it to a calendar day not a time but same sort of thing where i've said to lindsay like on our website The way we've built out our new site we have like a portfolio section of everyone we work with but that changes often not so much with who we work with although that does a bit but more so that it also tells uh whoever visits our website what we've done for them so it's like well, we've done graphic design or we've done um active campaign stuff or like whatever all the different kind of activities we do so i we just made that put it as a recurring task in lindsay's calendar to just come and ask me once a month and say, hey, do we have new clients or did we do new kinds of work for existing clients? Because then I'll update that page so that it stays current. So we just put it in as a recurring I love that. task. Yeah.
0: Some people think that that's too basic right. or like too, I don't know what the word no, is. you need to. You'll need to You absolutely will forget. So you know what my smart... Well, I wanted to say smart ass, but she's actually very smart, but she's also a little cheeky. She's like, please hold on. She put a reminder in her calendar for three times a day nice. to go and remind them. And then she's like, but I'm also going to be texting them on their days off when I get these stupid reminders. Because if <laughs> I have to see them, they do too. Yes, yeah, so of that. Um, and then also like what's really, 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 really important is making sure that once you have those job descriptions. And I think we talked a lot about processes today. Yeah. We didn't talk about job descriptions. Oh, that's a that's, whole new thing. That's where all the processes come from. Yeah. Okay. So if, if it's on your job description, it should have a process. Okay. But um, you, the best part about all this stuff, and I know you're not going to have it all at once, but when you said pain points, it reminded me, a lot of times procedures are created because you're like frustrated with the staff. So this staff isn't doing this. Okay. Well, is there a procedure? Well, no. Well, there's your first thing. Yeah, that's Create why a procedure, they can't do it, right. sit with them. And the thing is, I always tell people 99.9% of the time, be really kind, supportive, be fun. Be, yeah. Be like loving, but you know, use your tools to do the heavy lifting. Don't ever get mad, don't yell, don't swear, don't roll your <laughs> eyes or sigh. Just say, let's look at the job description or let's look at your KPIs or let's look at the procedure mm-hmm. or let's look at this process. Because all you need are the job descriptions, KPIs, processes and um, culture statements we talked about before and mission statement, all that mm-hmm. stuff. If you have it all, it's all you need ever to coach your staff. And it's all you need ever to be like, okay, remember we talked about this? This is how we need to do it. Or what I found really, really, really helpful. Sorry, I'm getting excited. No, yeah, (laughs) just run. I love it. Is if somebody does something that doesn't work, if you can get them involved in creating the procedure, you know, because when somebody creates it, there's so much more bought in. Yeah. Yeah well, I think we should do it this way next time. Great, I would love that because then the customer wouldn't be mad, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, this
1: Um, active campaign onboarding, the employee is making the process as she's doing it the first time. Very powerful. She's making it and she will continue to use it whenever she needs to. And
0: that's another great point. You don't have to do this all yourself. In Mm -hmm. fact, you shouldn't. No. Have the people in the roles help create the things.
1: But it will, you just have to invest time in understanding that it'll take longer doing it this first time, but it's an investment yes. in how much more efficient will be the next time. So whenever you have something you want to processize, <laughs> you just do the task, spend the time while you're doing the task, creating the process, and it's going to slow down getting that job done that time, yes. and then in the future, it's <laughs> going to just be easy. That's the best time that we've found for how to do it, is to do it when while, when, when that process would have been useful, build yeah. it when in the position that you would need it, and then you'll have it for next time.
0: And just remember, it's the whole really obvious, you know, you probably hear it so often if you follow me anyways, but you have to work on your business, not in it if you Mm want to grow it and make it better and or even sustain it for your employees and your clients. But so um, doing processes and procedures, especially if you're heavily involved in creating them can seem like. i'll do it next week yeah oh i'll do it next time a client gets mad oh i'll do it next time but it's like you don't realize the negative impact it's having like have you read the book the slight edge no just talking about really incremental changes but over time how much of a massive difference they make yeah so if you don't do that procedure there are little you know bad things that are going to keep happening that are going to keep causing these fires for you and everyone's like well i'm too busy to write procedures i'm putting out fires well you wouldn't be putting out fires if you had good Mm -hmm. job descriptions kpis Procedures, policies, mission statement, and culture statement. Yeah, absolutely. And you coach to them. Yeah. Okay. You could tell I really love that. <laughs> I can't even believe I ate during this podcast. I love that stuff. Can you believe so that I, I was the talk? one that
1: suggested this topic today? No. It's because I'm enjoying it. I like, I'm enjoying building out our processes and as we grow and seeing how much it's going to enable us to continue to grow. Awesome. Because there's just so much that I still do and I need to be able to turn that into a process and put it in someone else's hands and just trust and mentor and let them do the job
0: and you need to spend more time with your family or spend more time doing things other than just working 20 hours (laughs) jocelyn did not pay me to say that no but most people get into business because they want more free time yeah they want to be in charge of their schedule you know but if you don't systemize it it's like a a very very needy child yeah times a hundred you'll have a job plus you'll have a job managing
1: your job (laughs) you'll have both so
0: just systemize it
1: yeah I just wanted to um, I wanted to talk about taking a process into how you create content so if you saw my Monday video this week it was sort of on that topic um, where if you're doing a lot of content marketing which if you're serious about building a brand I think you need to is putting out content for your business and you'll become a brand that's worth paying attention to, not just someone doing business, (laughs) to actually create a a brand. Um, But there's kind of the three sort of different types of content and Google was the one that introduced this idea, um, I think it was about five years ago, and it was uh, hero content and hub content and hygiene content. And when they brought it out, it was to help people specifically for YouTube. But since then, everyone has kind of adopted it as a pretty good guideline for any type of content. So whether you're doing social media or blogs or whatever you're putting out there, Hero Hub and Hygiene content. So Hero content is it's maybe coming out once or twice a year. I mean, if you're a really big brand, maybe you could do it once a month. But it's like the high production, amazing, viral worthy, awesome, awesome content that you put so much planning and so much intention into creating something that just is perfect. And so an example that I gave was like WestJet's Christmas Miracle videos, things like that, that took a lot of planning to create. Like this wasn't just something they shot one afternoon. This is making a mini documentary almost, right? It's something seriously huge. And that's going to be really good at attracting new audiences because it's going to go viral. You're going to reach people who don't see your regular content. So then hub content is more of your regular stuff, like your once a month four or five times a month um, regular content that's going out there, and that's just maintaining a relationship with people and deepening a relationship with people. You're not going to really reach many new people, um, but it's just going to continue being connected to them and build a deeper relationship with them, so that's just hub content, putting out stuff that they're going to find value, whether it's entertaining or informative or news about you or whatever it is, Uh, but that's your hub content, and then hygiene content is your most frequent. And it's more stuff that people can find. They're going to they're gonna be searching um, or it solves a problem they have and they're going to discover that content. So it's not really you pushing it out there and them following you and finding it. It's more something that you publish like a blog and you don't necessarily share it. But when people are searching or they're reading through your website or they're doing a Google search, they're going to find it. Um, and so that's your most frequent content. So that is kind of the three different parts. And if you make use of them all, they're kind of, builds up and becomes this really really powerful thing and if you look at it visually it's often shown as a pyramid because the hero content is a very small piece and it sits at the top and then your hub content and hygiene content as far as how much you do of each but that's a rubric that we follow for our biggest clients that do um, that do content marketing very seriously if you're doing the whole content marketing thing and really investing in it And for others, you're kind of, like, picking pieces out of that. It's tough to do, like, seriously big hero content for some brands. But that is how I would systemize building out, like, what does your content look like for the next year?
0: And you put that in the calendar then to do those things?
1: Um, I mean, once they're designed, they are, like, our hub content. So, like, my Monday marketing minute is hub content. It comes out every Monday, people expect it. So it's in my calendar that it comes out every Monday. Um, when that gets turned into a blog afterwards, that's hygiene content. It's in my calendar to be there. We haven't done any hero content yet, really, um, but that would be a fun thing to play with. Mm. <laughs> I mean, I have, there is a YouTube video I've been wanting to make for a while that at some point is going to get made and that will be a hero piece, but mm, I think that we is have my not so quick team. Yeah, <laughs> we need a hero <laughs>
0: piece. well my quick tip is no shorter than yours okay um my quick tip was to have people do their own job descriptions kpis policies and procedures like to help you get things going but i already talked about that um just quick note on that if you do get other people to do them make sure you're checking in near the beginning you don't want someone doing like 20 procedures and then having you say oh i would have done it differently no (laughs) yeah yeah um that's no but i think anyone. if you're overwhelmed especially you know instead of doing the whole binder creating the whole online set of procedures and job description and everything else just as you coach your team or as you find the urge to coach your team or tell them they should have done something better just try to create a procedure at a time right you know if you don't have a yeah. culture statement or a procedure or a job description that would correct that mm-hmm. create it together just start there yeah yeah and and You don't need to be mean or be a desk beater, get angry when you have these tools and your business is systemized. Yeah. Yeah. Good, good. It's better to have one than none. Okay. And it's better (laughs) to have two than just start. Right,
1: because I think a lot of people are going to be crippled by the idea of how large of a project this is. Yeah. But having all of them done is not the benchmark for
0: Well, here's the thing. You're never going to get it done. Yeah. It will never be done. So if you're a perfectionist, just let it go. It's (laughs) never going to be done because especially look at online marketing, but the world changes so fast now. Mm-hmm. Your procedures will change. Absolutely, So yeah. Just knowing you'll never get it done should help you get started. That's my question. Just yeah. get started.
1: Just get started, just do it, TM, Nike. <laughs> All right. That was episode 14 of Business Can Be Better. How to systemize your business. 14. Oh, next week. You want to move this? 7.15 next yes. week? Okay. We're going to do these, well, not just next week, but next week forward. We'll do them at 7.15 p.m. Um, mountain Time. Just to allow other things to get done and then we can do this later in the evening
0: yeah and a lot of people are giving feedback that the, the 6 15 was like supper with the kids and stuff and that, do that would be ready better, no. better. <laughs> oh jocelyn's yes. gonna kill you when you get um, home.
1: <laughs> so we're gonna do that 7 15 p.m yeah. uh, live on youtube you can find our youtube channel at bit.ly slash better business podcast and you can find me on Twitter, uh, Lane underscore Anderson on and LinkedIn. Just search me, Lane Anderson. And on Instagram, Lane B. Anderson.
0: Ah, Kelly Ray Tamaki on LinkedIn. And also TMH Business Coaching and Consulting on LinkedIn. And same on Facebook. And on Instagram, it's Kelly Ray Tamaki TMH. Thanks for watching, guys.
1: See you later.